Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, for today and every day. I also want to thank my loyal listeners and my family that are out there listening and that basically support the things that I do. Now, today's topic is a topic that is basically not only centered around the fact that the year 2019 is approaching an end. And as we know, many individuals will be celebrating in a variety of ways. Some individuals may just be staying at home with family and friends. But as 2020 is approaching, many individuals will be making resolutions and promises, yet many will often fail to follow through, including myself. This could be based on the fact that many individuals struggle with adapting to change. Now, the problem is change is going to happen whether we're ready or not. But change also requires skills because many of us don't know how to deal with it. So let's talk about it. Whether we're talking about losing weight, starting a new job, a career, ending a toxic relationship, or just becoming a better person. Let's not fear change because adapting to change is possible, and we're going to be providing tips and tools and information in regards to how to go about that as individuals are sharing their stories and testimony. So let me first log on the first caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Your number is ending in 06. How are you doing? Hello. Hi, this is Jeanette. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us. I think I believe it's Michelle. How are you doing? Um, I'm okay. Okay, hold on. Let me log on the next caller. Good afternoon. This is Jeanette Abney. Thank you for joining us. I believe this is Miss Amy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? You're going to kill me. <laughs> oh, God. You are literally going to kill me. And what do we it do? is interesting today's topic, and I'll tell you, as we're talking about adapting to change. Now, we know that change could be a slow process. We know that a lot of times individuals have difficulty adapting to change. And I want to start off by, because you know I always tell them myself, Amy, um, my intern, she finished, and she's going to be calling in hopefully today. But you know when we talk about change, a lot of people don't do well with change. And I don't do well with technology. I don't do well with with stuff. So today I had to do my own video recordings for my Facebook Live and recording things. And I tried to use the new – because I, I, I've been busy all morning, so I didn't have time to – um to get my stuff out of my car so I couldn't set up the lights that teacher bought me for Christmas, which I thank her for that. So I decided to use your light first. Do you know I did not know how to turn it on? <laughs> Amy, I thought it would you have to stick something in something. So I'm looking at the little hole, and my client was here, and I said, can you read these instructions to me? Because this is too tiny. I can't see this. So I was trying to figure it out, and then because you didn't show me how to put it on my phone, so when I set the thing up and I set it on top of the coffee maker that you, you know, left in the Oceanside office, the thing fell on the floor. And when it fell on the floor, a clip thing, a piece fell off of it. 
But I figured out how to turn the light on, so now i got to figure out to make it work another way. Okay? So so don't kill me. I tried. Sure. But um, Just that's bring part it, of... Bring it, to me on, bring it to me on Thursday. Bring it to me on Thursday. I appreciate it. Because me changing, trying to fix that light, and, and, and she was pressing the buttons, and all kind of little lights kept coming on, blinking. I said, Lord Jesus, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, because you know I will mess something up in a heartbeat. Okay, so let me log her on, because I'm going to blame it on her, because she wasn't here to fix it for me. Or help me. Good oh. afternoon, Ms. How you doing? Good. How are you, Miss Jeanette? I'm blaming it on you. You know, I, I, I got know. my life. I heard. <laughs> what are you trying to blame on me? I put the thing... Because Amy bought me a light to be able to do my video recordings because that's changed for me because uh-huh. we complained about the lighting. And I took the tripod and I set it on top of the coffee maker that you always make coffee on that Amy bought in the office. And the thing uh-huh. fell on the floor. thing broke. The clip thing broke. So here so I am trying to So how is that my fault? Because you wasn't here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was, I had to do it all by myself. <laughs> oh. When we start talking about adapting to change, sometimes individuals have to have the ability to be able to adapt. Now, I'm going to ask, I'm going to start with Thea. Thea, why is or how can adapting to change become a problem for some individuals? I think a lot of times people don't want to change. Whether it's good or bad, people don't want to change. We get stuck in what's comfortable for us. And even a lot of times we can't see that change would be for the better. But um, it don't matter. Most of us are just afraid of change. Mm, Wow. Just afraid. Just the fear. Amy, what do you have to say in regards to that? What do you think are some of the challenges or what happens with individuals when we're talking about adapting to change? Um, I think it's similar. It's a fear of, like, the unknown or what you're going to do. It's being uncomfortable. We don't like to be uncomfortable as individuals. And sometimes we have to embrace it. That's why we suppress so many feelings is because we're uncomfortable with them. And so we suppress them, but eventually the only way to work through them is to feel that uncomfortableness. Correct. Okay. I like what you guys are saying. And what about you, Michelle? Adapting to change. What are some of the struggles that you find in regards to that, even maybe yourself, may have with adapting to change? Well, I guess my only thing, I don't know, it's joke, man. It's just... Wow. And, you know, and, and I like the way all of you guys said that because when I talked a little bit about the ability to adapt, we know the change is going to happen. Like I said, this is 2019, 2020. 2020 is right around the corner, and I was watching television the other day, and a lady was talking about 2020 because you know it's the name of a, the television show also. And that show has been around for many, many, many years, but now here we are about to hit 2020, which is a whole new decade. And a lot of individuals are going to be making life plans and changes, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and we make these New Year's resolutions. And sometimes individuals are so afraid. I will never forget 19. We were going to the year... 2000, and we was going from 1999, and with Prince people were so afraid because we didn't know what was going to happen with our computers. We thought our the banks was going to lose our money. People was um, depleting. 
their um, 401, was it 501? No, I ain't got no money. But the 401k. Are you talking, <laughs> are you talking about the 401k? I remember that. <laughs> the 401k. People was really afraid. We did not know what to expect in the year 2000 because we were converting and we were changing over. Now, we're about to start a whole new decade. And, I mean, it looks like some people and some things are just so out of control and when we start talking about this fear, and even as I was getting the, the doing the research and trying to put this show together and looking at the ability to adapt is life's greatest tool because we have to have the ability to adapt because it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. I, I, I'm going to say this because I'm going to share this. I mean, I don't know if the, I might go to Friendly's for the, um, can, for the, the, the thing. Are they going to do that at, at Friendly's Church on New Year's Eve? Yeah, pray into pray into the new year. Yeah, I'm gonna be I think like a candle, like not like a candlelight service, but yeah, we're gonna be there to bring the new year in. Yeah, I did that one time. Me and Mother Parks, we did that. And um, going to church, I'm like, what am I going to do for New Year's Eve? I mean, there have been times, I'll never forget, I don't know if this happened to either of you, any of you guys, but I fell asleep at 9 o'clock, and when I woke up, I had already missed it. Have that ever? Have any of you ever experienced that, where you just try to go to sleep and take a nap, and you mess around and miss the whole doggone celebrations and, and everything? By the time you wake up, it's a whole other day? Yeah. What would I, you I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about like on New Year's Eve. I used to um <laughs> I used to be mm-hmm. so unhappy with my situation from the year before and I used to want to be asleep before the new year started, hoping that it'd be a whole new year when I woke up and everything would be different. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I was trying to take a nap. I'd be like, I'm gonna wake up before midnight. I'm gonna wake up before the ball drop. I'm gonna wake up before you know, because we got so used to Dick Clark shows, and, and I remember watching the Word Channel and, and doing all of these things. Amy, what about you? What you going to be doing on New Year's Eve before we get ready to change over? What's your plans? Um, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I blinked in it on New Year, so I'm still back in probably February right now. <laughs> I get it. What about you, Michelle? What's your plans for New Year's Eve? Um, probably nothing. I had my daughter for Christmas today, so without her, I don't really do anything with my mom, you know? We kind of just relax now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like I said, many people going to be making many plans. You know, some people say, well, I'm going to be at the gym or I'm going to be at the casino or I'm going to be, you know, with with my boo or whoever you plan on being with. Now, the I thing is... What you say? I said I want to, I want to join you in at, at the casino one. That sounds like fun. You know what? It do seem like fun. As a matter of fact, I just got a, a um something I saw where they're gonna be giving away a whole lot of money, but they're gonna be giving out money all the way to three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Lord, I can't stay up that late. Now, when we start talking about the ability, and like I said, and we have also, like I said, no matter what happens. Time is going to pass us by, but we're going to have to learn how to adapt. Some individuals may have lost people in 2019. Some individuals may either have had people come into their life, leave their life. Some individuals are starting to live a sober lifestyle. 
Some individuals have started new jobs or transitioning, learning new skills. We all going to be doing something different. Now, when we start not only talking about that, just the need to adapt. Even though some changes can be drastic and others can be gradual, like some individuals are just starting college and this was just their first their first semester, there's a need to learn how to adapt to life changes. And a lot of times we tell ourselves, don't forget who you are, never lose yourself. But when we start talking about even, and I heard Thea talk about that, with the past and having no regrets, I have a quick question for you guys. Who know all the words to the song that they sing on New Year's Eve? They got song in Russian. <laughs> Do you know the words, Thea? All the words? Oh, no, all I know is old Lang Syne. It don't even sound like English to me. <laughs> Amy, do you know the words? Uh, no, I do not. And you know what? I think I'm probably the oldest on this on the air right now. I never learned all the words because it seems like when people singing that song, they always drunk, and it's like make all the acquaintances Scott and never come again. I think about old boyfriends. Get out of my face! You know? I know. <laughs> that's I, that's what I think they used to be saying. That's how I used to sing it. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never and never seen again? And so. I don't know. The song didn't sound like I used to make it. I was usually drunk. I used to make up my own words. <laughs> Many of us have, Thea. Because like I said, I never heard the words to that song. I didn't know what the heck they was talking about. I'm like, what's they talking about? But, you know, a part of that was getting out with the old and with the new. And because sometimes people's attitudes change. But we have to get ready because change will always happen. And no matter how sure you are of things, no matter what, you know, we talk about signs and wonders and we talk about all this, we have to be ready for a change because things never remain the same. And to live a fruitful life, we have to tell ourselves that just like, you know, the water flow but never lose, you know, it, it never loses rhythm, we have to also remember that too. Sometimes we have to move past their relationships, losses, you know, be careful with friendships and whatever it is that we don't want to deal with. Now, the best way to adapt, and we're talking about not only just adapting, because, see, some people resist change. I know I'm one. I'm hard-headed. I'm like, I no matter what, I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm like writers sometimes, Amy, when it comes to change. But the thing is, that, like I said, the best way to adapt when you resist change is to we try to make sense of it. But have you guys realized that some things just not go make sense? Yes. You want I to like that part. Mm-hmm. See, I like that part. When I, for me, it's like, okay, when things don't make sense, if I start to get anxious or worried or fearful or angry about it, then, see, I'm working the program now, thank God, I don't drink anymore, and I'm learning this through a fellowship hanging around sober people, is I remember that there's a power greater than me in control, and so if things don't make sense or it's not in my understanding, if I can if I can focus on the fact that I'm not running the show and take a deep breath and just relax, then I can give into that that power that's greater than me. Let them just let that power I call God take over. Admit that it's His world. He running the show. Everything is as it's supposed to be. I don't have to understand it. Then I don't have the fear and the worry that comes along with not being able to get it. 
And you know what? And that's part of the reason why many individuals, I believe, fear changes because they fear the unknown. They don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. They fear that they're going to fail. And sometimes we try to numb ourselves into seeing the world through either anger, aloofness, fear, snobbery, and sometimes we use drugs and alcohol. But the world today is filled with angry people, lonely people, scared people, distrustful, suspicious, arrogant. we got so much going on right now, but we have to also, when we think about that, we got to remember we of the world but not of the world. But when we start talking about changing, sometimes the one thing we have to change is our attitudes, our thoughts, yeah. and our perceptions. Now, a lot of things we have experienced, but the ability to adapt is a skill, and we have to learn it. You know, sometimes even with people, Thea, I always say, you know what, they didn't know no better. They just didn't know no better. Yeah. Because I, when you try to change people, people can change you. Hmm. And that can be a problem. That right there can be a problem. When they start changing you, here you go in there thinking you're going to change them, they didn't change you. <laughs> now, Amy, when we start talking about, this and just learning how to adapt because I do plan on giving some different types of techniques and skills and tools. What is one of the things that you want to change about you or what is one of your goals you want to change? Um, I think just following through with uh, self-care, you know, just making time to go to the gym because I get so caught up in doing other things and then I forget to do me. All right. All right. Thea, what is one of the things you want to change? One big thing I want to change, and it was just kind of like you almost hit on it, was like changing the way I think. One thing I'm really going to work on for the year 2020 is to have a constant communication with God, asking him to free me from my self-will so that I'm, I'm mindful of others. Instead of, like, trying to change others, just be mindful of them, try to see them through God's eyes, and know that God looks down on everybody the same way he looks down on me. So instead of trying to find fault with someone or running that through my head, then just try to see him like God sees me, another child of God. And I believe that if I can play that into my my head more and more throughout the day and keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it, it'll, it'll start to become automatic. And then that way I'll get along better with people because I'll accept the things as they are, knowing that I'm the only person I can change. And as long as I'm okay, then everybody around me will be okay. Okay. All right, Michelle, what is one of the things you want to change? What is what? What is one of the things you want to change, whether it's about you or what's something you would like to change? Well, i got a couple different things. I want to start getting back into my exercising. And uh, and another one is uh, quitting smoking because uh, I take two steps and I can't breathe. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, Amy, one of the things I want to change is being on time and stop procrastinating. But let me tell you what I did, Amy. I left my iPad in my office. Remember I thought I left it at home? Amy? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, I thought I left my iPad at home. But my iPad locator basically said my iPad was in the office. So Sunday... I left Compton. I tried to be on time. I didn't know. I don't know my password to my Google calendar, so I didn't know what my schedule was. 
and I didn't know if I scheduled people for Sunday. I had a 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock appointment. I didn't know. So when I sat in the office and I got there around a little bit after almost 10, close to 11, I had 11 o'clock clients show up. So at 12 and 1, when nobody showed up, I'm thinking, okay, I don't have no more appointments. I left five minutes to two. Amy, my phone started blowing up. I missed the two, the three, the four, and the five o'clock appointment. And I have to apologize to people because I did not have my iPad. I did not know. I really didn't know. So when we start talking about change, I know I need to be better with first scheduling my appointments. So that's something that I plan on working on. And I will be held accountable for that because I don't believe I did that. I sat there and did not know I had all them people scheduled and couldn't even find my iPad because it was sitting in my Oceanside office. So that's one of the things that I know I definitely need to work on. And also, too, Amy, as you all know me, I need to stop scheduling so many appointments. So that's another thing I need to do. And self-care. Now, when we start talking about adapting to change and why it matters and how to do it, I'm looking at an article, and it's in regards to what's called life hacks, because when we start talking about change, change is the law of life, and those who look only to the past or the present are certain to miss the future. And that was a quote by John F. Kennedy. Even though we cannot avoid it, and the more we resist change, the tougher our lives become. Now, when we start talking about, and I, I heard somebody talk about exercise and stop smoking and all of that stuff, those are some of the things that we try to say are we going to do when we make our New Year's resolutions. And do you know that they did a study and statistics indicated that when individuals talk about losing weight, on the first few weeks of 2000, I mean the first two weeks of January is the worst time to go to the gym because it's so crowded because people go be there and they never <laughs> like church, but then they fall off. They're not consistent. And even though we know change is a slow process. Now, your life does not get better by change. It gets. It says your life does not get better by chance. It get better by change. So we have to change. And change can come into our lives as a result of a crisis or as a result of choice or by chance. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. When we talk about crisis, a lot of individuals endured a lot of crisis. Things happened in 2019, and they are adapting because they're going to be taking some of that or they're going to be realizing and trying to work through some of the crises that they went through. Now, some things happen just by choice, meaning we chose to do things to make a difference in our lives in regards to changing certain things, and some things happen just by chance, meaning the situation just happened. It is what it is. Now, any of you want to speak on that, I'll start with you, Amy. This is choice or chance. What is something you want the listeners to know when we talk about adapting to change, whether it's by crisis, choice, or chance? Um, kind of similar to what I was talking about before is just, you know, you have to experience the uncomfortableness. I think that's why we always, we take that one step back or one step forward and two steps back because we start mm-hmm. to actually feel those things and then we go back to what's comfortable. And that's why we get mm-hmm. stuck in these habits or these relationships because they become comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
You know, Amy, and I'm going to speak on that a little bit, being a therapist, and a lot of times individuals come to therapy for a lot of different reasons, and you got some individuals that have already made up their mind that they want out of that marriage, they want out of that relationship, you know, they don't want to live like that anymore, and the other person is so used to the person being a hey, they're not ready for that. And when you are unprepared and resistant to change, then you have no control over the choice as to how you may want to live your life. You may live your life as a reactionary rather than an activator of change. So sometimes when we talk about these relationships, some people just don't have a choice. And I can say that because you know I'm going in with a whole new attitude, a whole new relational, marital status, everything. (laughs) So when we start talking about self-care, I know that there's some things that I also personally need to work on, and I'm willing to face that because a lot of times, especially older women, if you're going through a breakup of a relationship or a divorce or you're in a new relationship, you have to embrace that, but you also cannot take a lot of that old baggage with you because a lot of times, even when we talk about whether it is by um, choice or if there was a crisis and you have to change the thing is, is when we start talking about that, is when we start talking about these challenges that force us to step out of our zone, if we ignore, hide, or run away from these challenges of change, we may deny our opportunity, ourselves the opportunity to learn and grow. Because with change comes growth. Um, Thea, you want to speak on that a little bit, please? Crisis, you said crisis, choice, and chance? And also, like I said, with change comes. Oh, with the growth, yeah, definitely. Like, like um, for me, deciding to work on just completely turning my will over, I know that there's going to be a lot of growth in me. If I can succeed at this, put it into practice every day with readings and meditations, then I know that my views towards other people will change because I realize this isn't my world. I'm just one of the people on this planet. This is God's world, and if I can if I can align my mind with His with His way of seeing people, because I, I don't play nice with others, I know that I can start getting along better with people, and that would be growth for me. You know, I want to be able to help people. I don't want to hurt people with the things I say because I'm not feeling a certain way, or because I'm feeling some kind of way one day. I don't want to go around inflicting everybody else with my drama, maybe dampening their their good mood or, or taking away from their happiness. So I definitely see some growth there for me as long as I can apply this into my everyday life. And I have I have a solid plan for it, you know, with readings I've set aside, meditations and prayers I'm going to use. And I'm really going to practice it every day, you know. Um, but I think, like, for someone dealing with change in a crisis, it really depends on the kind of support you have, what kind of crisis it is. Like, if it's a death you know, you gotta, you have to accept that. But if you don't have no support, that person with your whole world, or, or if it was an animal or a child or something, then you're just gonna be devastated. You're gonna stay stuck in the mood, in the mood like I'm all alone now. What's gonna happen? But if there's a strong support, you know, you got other family members, other children, or what have you, and they're there with for you, with you, loving you, then you get through it. You see this. You when we're able to see things through someone else's eyes, then the change it. It be, we can see it as bearable, as doable, you know, but by choice, we tend to slack off it. Like, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's something I want to do, but if it don't get done, it don't get done. But if it's by chance, 
and you realize that it's a good break because chances usually, if it's a good chance that something happens and it does, and we see it as what it is, a blessing, we receive it with, with gratitude. And we're like, yeah, you know, this might work. And I, I think it really does. It really makes a difference, you know, on, on what it is and where your, where your support's at. That's true. And you know what? And support plays, does play a big role because some crises we basically have no control over. And when you mm-hmm. wallow it, either you can wallow in it or you can move past it. A lot of it's going to be up to you because there is no escaping the impact that change can bring into one's life. And managing that, this phone is just ringing so off the hook. When we talk about <laughs> managing that, that can become an issue for some individuals because the problem is a lot of us have poor management skills. And even though when we start talking about just just that and looking at it as sometimes an opportunity when we start talking about that, but the thing is managing change is when we start talking about um, the key to living a life where you're not only surviving but you're thriving. We want to thrive. Now, I have some information, and like I said, it comes from Lifehack, and it talks about five strategies for adapting to change. Now, these five strategies below are the key steps that will enable individuals to adapt and successfully manage change in your life. One is changing your mindset and your power choice, because progress is possible, impossible without change, and it also indicates that those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Any comment right. in regards to changing your I mind? Agree one, I agree 100% with that, and I'm so glad to hear that that comes from um, somewhere else, too, because that's my biggest thing for the year 2020 is to change my way of thinking because I realize that every bad situation I've ever been in in my life, including bad relationships, have been my choice, and it's been based on how I think and how I see things. And I do know that by changing my thinking, my views will change drastically. And since it's been a lot of bad, I'm expecting a lot of good in the year 2020 because I am going to work on changing my thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other, anything you want to add to this, Amy? Um, yeah, I think, you know, changing your mindset is the first step in it, you know, and then it's following through with it. Um you always have time for it. It's just, you know, you have to be driven enough to want it. If crossing yeah. through your mind is only the first step. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything you want to add? Anything you want to add, Michelle? Uh, no. Okay. I'm trying to, Amy, as we on the air, do you know the Huntington Beach landlord got the nerve to be sending me text messages getting on my nerves? And I'm trying to respond back, but I'm just, good Jesus. I'll be so glad when we change this situation, Lord Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and you know, and the bad part about it is I got the nerve to be trying to respond back. I'm, I'm just going to leave him alone right now because this right here, okay. So when we start talking about, like I said, the attitude. The attitude is, like I said, is one thing because, again, your attitude determines your altitude and why we have to adapt to change. And then, like I said, some individuals, they base things based on their experience because they feel that this happened to them before, and because it happened to them before, it's like Amy said, people go into their um, their comfort zone. 
So, like I said, so changing your mindset, your power choice is actually one. Now, the other incident is find meaning in life. A lot of times individuals struggle with finding what their purpose is in life and finding that meaning. And this was written by someone named um, Roy T. Bennett, and he indicates step out of your comfort zone because your comfort zone is where your unrealized dreams are buried or the enemies of achievement because leadership begins when you step out of your comfort zone. Sometimes we got to know also what is important in your life. Now, we start talking about that because that gives you purpose and sets directions for how you want to live your life. A lot of times we come up with all these bright ideas at the beginning of the year, but we are not consistent, and many people just don't follow through. But with a sense of purpose and meaning in your life, you have clarity and focus on both those elements are essential to you being able to successfully adapt and manage the impact of change in your life. Do that make sense, ladies? Yes. Okay. Now, this is another big one. Let go of your regrets. Mm. Now, truth is, unless you let go, unless you forgive yourself, unless you forgive the situation, unless you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move forward. And this was written by a person named Steve Marabelli. And that is true fact. Because a lot of times we talk about change and we fear to change. Many of us have a difficult time trying to let go of regrets. Yeah, can you want to comment on that a little bit? Yeah, that's a big one. And you said something similar to that early, earlier about today, uh, yesterday, today, and not being able to move and experience the future. But um, yeah, you know, if I if I can't get past things that happened to me yesterday, last year when I was little. I can't even be present in the moment. And if I can't be present in the moment, I'm not going to be able to experience my tomorrow if I am blessed enough to have a tomorrow because I'm still stuck in yesterday. And that's a big part of changing my thinking, too, because like I said earlier, a lot of it's been all bad. And so if I can get past all that bad and just think they were life experiences that got me where I am today, okay, good. I leave it in the past. I can stay in my today, and I can look forward to my tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Amy, you want to comment on that a little bit? Let go of your regrets. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think the hardest thing people will do is live and learn. You know, we can't regret anything because it's not like we can go back and change it. And if we if we could, no. we would. So why should we hold it on to the past like that? You know, you you don't want to forget it, but you want to learn from it and and move forward and see how you can be a better person. Take every experience mm-hmm. and try and make. But towards being a better person, that's what we're doing every day is just trying to be better. Correct. And regrets have a huge impact on how you respond to change, and they can hold you back in life too because a lot of times that's what, what happens when we talk about resentment, anger, bitterness, because it can hold you back. But letting go of your regrets is the key to you being able to move forward in life. And a lot of times people don't realize that. Even in therapy, you know, I like to laugh, I like to have fun, I like to, because it changes people's mindset, and it helps you to realize I'm not being judged, I'm not, people are not being critical of me, because the problem is we're harder on ourselves than any anybody else is, because it is the events of the change 
that basically when we start talking about um, those events that we run into, and, and, and if you're looking back at your past, you may miss the opportunity of the present and in the future. Any comments in regards to that? You're so stuck in the past, you ain't thinking about the future. And I'm going to say this, and then we're going to go on, because I want you ladies to comment on that, because you cannot change what you did or you did not do in the past, so we got to let it go. So we can't keep talking about in 2019, I wish I would have, could have, should have, and in 2019, this 2019, it kind of reminds me of a person telling you old war stories about the 60s, the 50s, and the 30s, and the 40s, and you're like, can't anybody do nothing about that. So <laughs> the only control you have now is to choose to live in your present and your life. So when we start making these plans, we got to not only just um, say it, we got to be about it, we got to do it. Because a great exercise is to deal with regrets in life, is to blow up the heap of the balloons and the let each balloon go and write regret on it. Talk about the things that you regret. Talk about the things you wish you've done. And tomorrow or the future, and we always say tomorrow is not promised, but the thing is when we deal with those regrets, it can help us move forward. Amy, you want to speak on that a little bit? Um, yeah, I like how you said not to live in the past. I think that happens a lot, and then we blink, and, you know, months go past, and we're still caught up on someone who's moved past it. It's like forgiveness, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't need to to forgive them, and if we hold on to it, then we're not going to move forward. How That person probably doesn't even know we're still upset with them. So it's Mm -hmm. all all within yourself. You don't need somebody else. You're the only one that can make that change. Nobody else can do that for you. Correct. That is true. Leah, you want to comment on that a little bit? Yes, I think I like what Amy just said because I agree you can't you can't experience anything present or what might come if we're stuck in the past. But um, I think and the forgiveness part. But one big one with regrets for me has been my experience in 2019 was learning how to forgive myself. And that helped me deal with a lot of regrets, you know, like with my mother passing in 2016. It took me three years to be able to let go of all that stuff, what I wasn't able to do and and things like that. Because And now I'm able to enjoy each day. I'm, I'm blessed by her memory. I have wonderful pictures of her, you know, and I know she's in a better place. And I can say that. I can talk about her these days without crying. And I couldn't do that before because I had not forgiven myself. I had so many regrets of what I thought I should have done or what I wish I would have done or I, I didn't do this, just like you were saying. And now I'm past that because if I'm, if I'm doing all that to myself, I'm not even really letting her rest in peace. She's in a better place. She's happy. She's not hurting. Okay, then what's my problem if I'm trying to sit around and be sad all the time? Just that, my problem. So I had to I had to face those regrets. I had to write stuff down and move past it. I had to forgive myself. And then again, I had to remember this isn't my world. Everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And once I became okay with that, then I knew that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Everything went down the way it was supposed to, and I was able to let it go. Mhm. And you kind of took me into my fourth chapter. Amy, I mean not Amy. Um, yeah. Michelle, anything you want to say in regards to um, regrets, Michelle? To let go of your regrets? Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of them. No, I really do. I don't know. Okay. And like I said, I just, 
has an impact on your response. So if individuals are struggling with change and they think about it, think about the regrets, just remember, that's part of the resistance. And, Thea, you mentioned something, and I'm going to tap into that, because the fourth thing that they indicate on Life Hack is write a list of scary things to do, then do it. And that's right there. <laughs> but what if, you can't, what, if, what if you can't do them? Do it. If it's scary, do it. Just do it bit by bit. No. Do it. No. Because even though like, we know change like is scary. Like someone like me, though. <laughs> yeah, no, but look, it's someone like me. I... <laughs> Uh, it kind of stinks well, Michelle, because Michelle, uh, you are you are a risk taker. You do what you want to do when you want to do it. So, how do you know that? <laughs> because I know you. <laughs> wow, I've been around. Wow, uh, yeah, many times, many times I shouldn't, I wouldn't be sitting right here. You know, I I should be in heaven, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of the things ain't trying to put you in a heaven or hell, but you know, the thing is, when we start talking about that scary, that scary list, and do then do it because we know change is scary, and it's all about stepping out of your comfort zone, which Amy indicated before, into the unknown. Our subconsciousness needs to get familiar with us stepping out of things that make us feel good, and sometimes we gotta like we would as we as women we have the honey do list. We need to have a list for ourselves. And, in fact, we have to train our subconscious into believing that stepping out of our comfort zone and doing the scary things is a normal thing for us to do. You know, it's like the recipes of life. So it is okay. So when we make that list of scary things that we would like to do and not be afraid to do it, put it, the plan, in a place. Like they say, take, take pen to paper. And not only that, go have fun with it. Challenge yourself and get yourself used to the feelings of being scared and stepping into the unknown. Now, when we start talking about that, sometimes individuals talk about, you know, they want this new job, they want this 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 new new life, this this new whatever it is. Picture yourself. You know, Amy, as I'm talking about that, even from a therapeutic perspective, it reminds me of guided imagery. You know, people used to say, say it, claim it, believe it, and receive it. But sometimes you got to know what it's going to look like. You know, you can't stop a dream from that's going to happen because what will happen is even if you kill the dreamer, the dream is still going to come, come to fruition. Another thing it talks about is focus on living a balanced and healthy life. We have to engage in self-care because we have to keep the body in good health, and that's a duty. Otherwise, we will not be able to keep a strong mind. And also, and I hear, Thea, what you're saying, it's like a pure heart. Because living a balanced and healthy, active life builds our resilience and ability to successfully manage the disruptions that change can have on our lives. If your immune system is low and you weak and somebody come in there and they sick, they're going to make you sick. And that's sometimes what happens when we start talking about life challenges, problems. Sometimes people would dump their stuff on you because we know that stress is a normal response to dealing with changes and challenges in daily life. But in the short term, stress can also help you perform better under pressure. But constant stress can pose problems in your health. Now, a lot of times we view change as being stressful. 
you know, we get to the, oh, Lord, I don't know if I can handle this, or I don't know if I'm ready for this, or my kids are growing up, my husband is changing, this is happening, that's happening, and the stress. Amy, what do you want the listeners to know when we talk about not only adapting to change, but how to handle the stress that comes along with it? Um, I think it's identifying, you know, your triggers, what overwhelms you, how to prioritize your time, and just coping skills. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. time we get a lot of clients that come in and ask, "How do I, how do I manage my stress?" Because they weren't, they were never taught how to use coping skills. Mhm. That is true. That is true. Um, Thea, you want to comment in regards to that? Even though we know stress is normal, we have good stresses, we have bad stressors. We got a whole yeah. lot of stuff because you know I mean, we got to have a meeting and we gotta have some we got some stuff going on because I gotta call you back. Yeah. Amy just up she call drop of a lot of things that's you know that's gonna be happening next year. And we start talking mm-hmm. about stress. Yeah, anything you wanna share? And when it talks when we talk about stress, yeah, I agree with what Amy was saying because um we gotta know how to deal with our stress and me for one I'm blessed I'm stress motivated you know when something goes on in my life that brings me on stress I get it I'm, it, it affects me physically and when I start to feel the tightness in my my chest or in my shoulders my back then I realize something's going on that I need to deal with and I am blessed to be in a fellowship like like we said like I said I don't drink anymore I'm blessed to be a part of the fellowship that people are teaching me what to do when I feel certain things that are uncomfortable. I'm able to identify my feelings. Now, and since I am stress motivated, whenever I've been stressed before, you know, I just have a few drinks and act out. But now I can put it to, I can take that energy and, and put it into some positivity. I can identify it. I can sit still with myself. And if I have to write some stuff down, I can write some stuff down until I bring it back to me, how this is affecting me, why and where this is affecting me. And then I can deal with it. Like like she was saying, it's about coping skills. Got you. You know, and I had to laugh when you said, I'm just going to drink and act out. So that means that whatever I'm <laughs> Whatever I got going on, whatever I'm feeling, you go feel it too. You know. That used to be that used to be my thing. Oh my God. That's that's kinda like when the parents discipline you and say it's gonna hurt me more than it's gonna hurt you. You like, Oh my hurt you back, I'm gonna get you back. (laughs) Now, when we start talking about finding positive ways to deal with stress and pressure we face daily is a key to our survival on both just the physical and the emotional level. Because, like I said, when we start talking about change, some change is Mm -hmm. physical, some change is emotional, but it's going to happen. And some healthy lifestyle actions you can use to successfully manage change and the disruption in your life, eat a healthy diet, exercise regularly, Reduce your caffeine and sugar. And you know what? And it's crazy because the other day I didn't have coffee for two days. Lord, I had a headache that was out of this world. And I went and bought me some instant coffee, and I bought Taster's Choice or something. It just did not fit well with me. I had to go get me some more coffee. I said, this is so not working. Another thing (laughs) is avoid alcohol and other drugs because self-medicating does not solve your problem. That is not a healthy coping skill. Get enough nope. sleep and practice meditation regularly. And sometimes we have to take time out and disconnect from technology. 
that one right there is big because it could just like with the drugs and the alcohol, sometimes what we do is we will turn to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you don't have to put all your business out there in the streets either. Another thing is learn how to relax. That is something that many individuals, we talk about adapting to change. Many of us are getting older. We're aging. Our bodies require way more sleep than it used to. <laughs> No, my mother used to say she was taking her beauty nap, her beauty rest. And I used to be like, boy, you're going to be the most beautiful woman in the world as much as you sleep. (laughs) (laughs) My mother stayed asleep. But the thing (laughs) is, it made a lot of sense because that's how your body rids itself of a lot of toxin. Instead of just getting upset, ripping and running, my um, people used to say, I run the road. You run the road. You always running the road. And, you know, that's an old country term. I didn't know what they meant by running the road. But we have to learn how to relax and have fun. Some individuals don't know how to do that. And connect with other people, meaning spend time with people who have a positive impact on your life. If you're trying to change, trying to avoid and rid yourself of toxic relationships and toxic people, don't even invite them to your party. Don't even let them know what road you're coming down. Because people have a way of bringing a negative energy to you. Because remember, all transitions, everybody ain't always ready. And you're going to hear a lot of negative things. and People going to tell you what you can't do and all of that stuff. But you know what? You don't even have to engage or entertain that. Any Anything you want to share with regards to that, Michelle? Um, not really. <laughs> Okay. What you think? Anything you want to add? Well, I agree with that 100% because that's one of my biggest things today is um, I have a whole new group of friends. You know, you met Rosemary. She's a very positive influence in my life. You've been a very positive influence in my life. The pastor, the first lady. You know, I have surrounded myself with a support system of positivity. You know, the people in my life today are positive. They're not the people. I'm not going to go around my old drinking buddies and all they want to say, damn, I never thought you'd stop drinking. It's a trip to see you sober. I don't need to hear that, you know. I mean, it's a trip for me every day I wake up and stay sober. I already know that. But I I don't need to be around it. Because sooner or later it's going to come back to talking about, remember when you this or remember that time you this? And, you know, if I'm trying to leave the past in the past and staying away from those old negative people is part of that. Mm-hmm. I agree on that. My brother, yeah. he does that to a lot, you know. Because, see, the thing is this. When you try to change, people going to remind you of who you was or who you used to be. There was a scene that yeah, Paula be- White book on, it's called Making Relationship Work. And Paula White said that, uh, no, she, no, she wrote the book, but I heard her say when I went to go see her at Noah Jones Church, and she said, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. And as long right. as you can embrace that, and as long as you believe that, it doesn't matter what other people say. Because what other people mm-hmm. say and think of you really ain't none of your business. That's their problem. That's not yours. So if you right. know that you've you know that you've grown. You don't have to be constantly reminded. But the problem is when we start adapting to change, a lot of times we want validation from other people who are not even qualified to even give us that validation. So we have to get out of that. And, you know, you know, it's kind of like my mother used to say, mind your business. You know, yep. <laughs> your change, your 
your business. Your progress is your progress. Now, even yeah. though getting back to talking about this balanced life, and there are many more things that we can do to live a health, balanced life, and the key is that you commit to the activities that enable you to be resistant, optimistic, physically and mentally fit to successfully work through the impact that change can bring to your life. Like I said, in 2020, so many different doors and opportunities are coming my way, and I have to balance these things out. But I have to be ready mentally, physically, and spiritually because if that stuff is not balanced or if it's off key, something else is going to suffer. So when we start talking about this change, we have to also learn how to embrace it, to hold on and ride it. Now, when I'm looking at this and it talks about the final thoughts, and it says that many individuals desire to live successfully, happy, and long lives. We say that, but a lot of times people are afraid of that. But to achieve that, we all desire and we need to be proactive about how we manage the change we face in our life, how we manage it. You know, we know drugs and alcohol don't work. We know that toxic relationships can only bring you down. We're not saying that people got to work long, long hours and and do things that um, they don't feel comfortable doing. We're not seeing all of that. But what we do have to do is we have to basically be true to ourselves, and we also have to find our happy place. We have to find our happy place. Now, Michelle, I'm going to ask you about your happy place. What do your happy place look like? <laughs> wow. Really? You're going to pick on me? I don't have a happy place. <laughs> you don't have that, mm-hmm. No, shut up, Paul. I don't have a happy place. See, what do your happy place always... like? mm-hmm. wow. My happy mm-hmm. My happy place. I have to remind myself, like, when anytime I'm agitated or disturbed or not okay with something, I have to remind myself that the problem lies within me because my happy place is coming back to the present, being in the moment, because I know that that's where I find God. And I just feel so safe and comfortable in his presence. And I know that he's always there. And then I can take a deep breath and feel good about anything and everything going on around me. So I have to say that my happy place is being in the presence of God because there's so many moments throughout the day when I forget that I'm agitated by something. My breathing starts to speed up. I'm clenching my jaws. And then I remember, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's got me. I'm okay. I just rest in his presence. Yeah, I like that. You got to find your comfort zone and, you know, and like I said, and know where your support, know where your help is coming from. And mine is just having that peace and serenity. No matter what goes on, like I said, yep. I'm going to be able to text and the dog on land. I'm like, you know what, I just make up the way to this show is over because I'm not going to distract myself because it's easily to become distracted and lose your peace and your focus and give someone right. your peace. I'm not going to give it away, not for free. I'm not giving it away. Now, I have Mm -hmm. some more information, and it talks about six ways to adapt to change because you do not have to fear change. And this is basically with Benefit.com. And the things that they talk about, no matter what the crisis is, what the situation is, we have to find acceptance. We may not always agree because this is something that we really didn't speak on a lot, but change can bring all kinds of emotions. And these emotions come up, and we dread them. And we need to come to a place of acceptance once the shock of the event wears off and we have to face it head on because life keeps moving. We 
and we are either going with it or we will be defeated. But what separates those being skilled at adapting to evolving world a world compared to those that are sinking into the emotional abyss is those who don't duck and cover are the ones who win the race in life. We must accept the situation that we're in, and if we have no control over it, it is the universal fault. But the thing is, we can't point the fingers. But we have to take the approach that change is a process and be ready to move at our own pace. But accepting something out of our control can feel like a blade digging into our emotions, so we have to be easy on ourselves. Meaning, if you don't have no control over it, don't drive yourself crazy. We talked a little bit about facing your fears because fears can paralyze individuals from making process that they're growing from, so don't be afraid. Change your perspective. I like how you talked about that a lot, Thea, because changing your perspective means changing your attitude about it because you Mm -hmm. can think of change being medicine, which takes growth but has a good result, meaning change is not always bad. Also, find support. We want to make sure that we connect ourselves with positive people, not toxic people. You don't want to bring a lot of that toxicity into your new year because it's nothing but poison and will bring you down. And a lot of times we start talking about finding that support. You can really learn from other people on how they survived and changed and transitioned. They can see it more objectively than you can and take solace in the fact that you are not alone or someone has or is going through the same situation. Because admitting that we need help is hard, but you'll be surprised how positive some people can respond because they have actually been through it. And love yourself. Do you know that loving yourself is the hardest thing for some people to do? But sometimes when life hits and we land face down, or when we talk about Thea landing on your knees, people tell you, you don't want me on my knees because that's going to be a problem for you, not a problem for me. But the thing is, You can really hate yourself. You can hate yourself for not being more kind, more responsive, or doing the best job at that time. But the thing is, self-hatred can manifest itself in all kinds of unhealthy behaviors, so we need to be mindful of that. So we have to get back to loving ourselves and allow the change to make you stronger. The strength that you build now can help in the future. They say that suffering may make you stronger, and so the thing is we start talking about change, but no one can live in a box in life. You can't be protected from everything. So, you know, there's a lot of things, and I know today is not our our spiritual show, Thea, because we're going to be doing that tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's in Proverbs 4, 5, to anchor you, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And we all can feel uncomfortable with change, but the change of seasons, the change in the dress size, the change in whatever is going to happen, it's going to happen. So we basically have to roll with it. Now, Thea, anything you want to leave before we end the show today? What do you want to leave the listeners with? It was really great to be on the show with you today. It's a wonderful topic because change is evident. It's going to happen. It's everywhere. How we deal with it and adjust to it is crucial to our mental well-being. And um, I just hope that anybody listening finds the support they need and the strength they need and in a higher power, someone outside themselves, so that they can adjust to any change going on, whether good or bad. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Michelle, anything you want to leave the listeners with as we're about to end the show? All right. I was thinking while she was talking, it's like I know what I want to say, but it won't come out of my mouth. Okay. So whether we wanted to or not, whether it's change for the better, change for the worse, which could be a crisis, but we have to learn how to adapt. It is a skill. We need tools. Some individuals may need church or go to go to seek God, lean not on your own understanding. Some individuals would have difficulties with adapting to the change. Therapy is always good, but do something, but don't be your own worst critic. Again, I want to say Happy New Year's to everyone. Um, Happy New Year, Thea Michelle. We're going to be going into 2020 with a new attitude. So, again, thank you for joining me here for Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Tomorrow I want to be talking about moving forward because, like I said, a lot of individuals are going to be struggling with this, but it's going to happen. we got to get ready. we got to change our attitude. So, thank you. Appreciate you, ladies. Bye-bye. Bye. You got Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Bye-bye.